name's Craig Wilson and I'm the editor of Stuff Magazine South Africa and today I have the pleasure of chatting to Cambridge Mokanyane who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Samsung Electronics SA. Cambridge, it's been a busy few weeks for you guys. Um, let's start perhaps with the S10 launch. Uh, how's it done since it hit the market? The S10 launch has done extremely well. It's exceeded expectations since the launch. I mean, we could see the signs from the pre-order date. We were really hitting record numbers and uh, so far we've really been pleasantly surprised at how well it's done. And how well it's doing. And you yes. you know, you guys have a habit of uh, making it particularly appealing for, for your um, customers to sign up ahead of time uh, with various perks and, and this sort of thing. And uh, I know this time around the pre-orders came out with the uh, the Galaxy Buds. That's correct. Um, those look like an amazing piece of tech. Are you hoping to sell a lot of them uh, in over and above the ones that you doled out uh, for the pre-orders? Yes, very much so because the more we put them out there and give and offer them to our customers and consumers, it really gives it a proof point in terms of performance by having an integrated ecosystem from the handset to the mm. to the earphones. And that really is where the enjoyment of your phone uh, comes in. And of course the wearables, right? That these work particularly well too as a, an option to pair with with wearables for those who want to you know, travel particularly light yeah. at the gym. And we've had a lot of news there as well, right? We've got the, um, the uh, Galaxy Watch with LTE now out on Vodacom, yeah, uh, offering eSIM support. Yeah, we're very excited about that because we do know that the ecosystem that includes the wearables, particularly on health uh, um, and, and lifestyle, it's a real big winner. But now with an eSIM where you don't even need a, a SIM card to be able to make a call, is actually quite innovative. And that's what you're looking for. Bring out a lot of new innovations that is relevant to our target market. Right, and to meet what, what customers want, you know? Absolutely, yeah. There was a lot of push, I remember, when the eSIMs were announced uh, in in various sort of handsets. Uh, I know there were a lot of people upset that the operators weren't supporting it. And I guess, you know, do you feel like now that Vodacom is supporting it, that the rest of the operators are are likely to follow suit? Yeah, Vodacom is the number one uh, um, uh, provider in South Africa. And with the backing of the big network they have, the big technology they have, and also backed up with uh, their, their, their strong technology, we know that uh, they've got the highest coverage. They cover the whole country, basically. Mm. They've got the biggest number of subscribers. And actually, they're credible, you know. We're going with the number one and your number one as well in the handset. It's a great match made in heaven. We should sure. ourselves on Vodacom. Well, hopefully, hopefully the rest uh, uh, feel the need to up their game accordingly. Then we'll, yeah, uh, we'll we'll wait and see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, in terms of the phones themselves, coming back to the S10, obviously for for the first time uh, we've got three S devices, and instead of just the the regular and the Plus model, yeah. we now have the S10e as well. This perhaps ties into the question I wanted to ask about cost. You know, given the state of the economy, do you think there is still a uh, or something? You know, are you seeing a massive appetite for these sort of twenty twenty five thousand rand? handsets uh, despite the economic downturn we've had in in the last sort of couple of quarters no absolutely um, what makes what keeps us relevant in the market with our target markets is when we bring out relevant innovation that is actually value adding value added etc mm. and all the goodness that comes with if you say people should pay a premium for it you've got to give premium goodies and premium value adds like Bixby, like Samsung Pay, like all the stuff that comes with it, the screens, mm-hmm. the, 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 the design, etc. And that's what people pay for in terms of being a premium. And in terms of that premium, I mean, by the same token, uh, how are you guys anticipating the S10e will do? You know, given that it's, it's this, I mean, it's 
it's still a premium product, right? I think to to couch it as a budget Galaxy is to do it a disservice, right? There there may be slightly fewer cameras and so on, but it has you know all of the key features in terms of the display, the punch yeah. hole, front facing camera. You know, it is still very much uh, packed with Galaxy DNA. Um, do you think that it's really going to appeal to consumers in a way yeah. that the Plus perhaps doesn't? Yes, it has. The S10 E is probably one of those we I, I probably call it the secret weapon that people have still yet not discovered. <laughs> Right. Because the first thing is it's its size. I went on a trade visit with uh, one of our guys, and one of the things that a guy who bought it said to me, he loves it because of its size, and it's compact. It can fit into his hand. And I think we're going to see a return to the market of the small phone, of the small compact phone. Not everyone is, yes, that people love the big phones, big screens, etc. but there's also loads of people, according to the research that we've done, that actually prefer very compact phone that fits into the hand. It's actually accessible to all. Mm. It's got all the features that you require from an S10, and it is an S10, but we see it as a really the, the what, it's one of the truths that people have not yet discovered about S10. It's in the S10e. It's, it's going to do great, great, great things for us. And of course for the jumbo phone, we have the Notes range, right? Which no, absolutely. has always been billed particularly as a niche device. You know, it's uh, the sense is that the Note users are deeply loyal. They're a special brand of of Samsung fan, um, sometimes Samsung fanatic, depending who you speak to. <laughs> but um, but there are these big phones for this market. Yes, because if you look at our segmentation, we would like to play in the very, and I'll talk to the prestige market. Mm-hmm. We'll want to talk about the premium and then the mass market. We, as Samsung being the number one brand, have to cater for different price points mm. and everyone is in that market. We cannot just look at one sector and think that's all with the work we've done. We've got the A series, we've got the J series, we've got also got the Note series, and also on top we've got the, the foldable fold. Mm. So we cater by the price points and, the, and the, the innovation that is available to the different target markets. And that is why Samsung is accessible to all people. And also, I mean, there's a Samsung advantage in this approach, right, in that you control so much of the manufacturing chain from design to components, you know, that compared to, I think, a lot of other brands, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Samsung has the advantage of being able to try, you know, far more varieties of device, different sizes, different form factors um, than other companies that are uh, compelled to buy all of their components from third parties. Yes, because I think at globally, I happen to have been in Korea at the Innovation Center, and the things to talk about, the form, the content, um, the screens, and the material that we also use really talks to our innovation as a, 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 as a business across the whole value chain. Because mm-hmm. if we audit end to end, we're able to offer value and innovation to the, to the customer. Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, talking about more sort of local, bringing this back to the South African market in particular, I was fascinated to see that Bigsby now supports Isizulu, Isikosa, um, and a couple of other local languages. Yes. Um, you know, how do, I mean, how do you go about making that happen for a start? What is the process involved? And um, uh, yeah, I mean, what was the uh, motivation behind doing this? Well, I think brands like Samsung have to be re- locally relevant. In other words, it has to feel, feel and look and be able to respond respond to the local market conditions. Mm. And in South Africa, local languages are a big hit. There's something called local is lekker, which is local mm. is very nice. Mm. And once you start to infuse local texture like language in a Bixby, you, be, you make Bixby a lot more accessible to more people, and then, then you start to enjoy it. It becomes more useful. It doesn't just become an, a, 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 a technological advancement that people can't use. And we also saw it on YouTube, where we actually started to go straight into, into it went to local languages, and it 
very, very well. We are a household brand. That's why we've got to actually cater for all people. Sure. And well, this is it. We, you know, we forget here we are talking just about the phones, but you know, you can't go into any electronic store in the country without seeing Samsung home appliances, Samsung televisions, and you know, is there a massive advantage here too in terms of you know uh, interoperability? You know, that odds are if you're buying a new television, um, the vast majority of televisions sold in the country are still Samsung sets. So you know, being having this uh, awareness in other uh, departments, do you think that also translates into greater uh, phone sales? That's going to be the future because what we're going to be seeing are going to be very much integrated um, devices. So what will happen is your phone will talk to your fridge and the fridge will be able to respond back. And when I was in Korea, I actually saw that. It's no longer something that's science fiction. It's actually going to happen mm-hmm. very, very quickly mm-hmm. where your, inter- uh, your, your, your devices are very much integrated with the household appliances and giving you meaningful innovation as well. Mm. And in terms of some of the, uh, the the actual sort of user interfaces, you know, the S10 range, we've seen this move away uh, from TouchWiz to the One UI. Um, you know, we're big fans. We find that it's it's very sort of clean. It's very sort of intuitive. Um, was there any particular motivation behind uh, this move with this particular model of handset? Was it you know was it tied to sort of Android Nine? Um, and also, you know, what, I mean, what should cons- you know is this something that we see consumers really respond? to those sort of interface changes? Yes, the the UI is probably one of my favorite features on the phone because I actually am one of those people who use the phone in one hand. In the past, I would have Mm -hmm. to hold it with both hands to be able to access, you know, if I've just made a call to find contacts, recents, and also the ones, the numbers I've dialed. Now it's at the bottom, within the flick of your thumb, without actually lifting up your phone and holding it in both hands. And that for me is is the most, it actually allows you to be on the go, properly on the go, without actually having to struggle to find what you're looking for. And everything is in the space of the bottom of your phone to be able to access it and actually have the pleasure of using your phone. Yeah, and I find that, you know, I, I'm actually using an S10 Plus here and I, I love the gestures. I've moved to that very quickly and, yeah. and I find it's amazing how quickly we adapt. Yeah. That even a new, you know, what's an interface change from something we've been using for yeah. years, yeah. you can acclimatize in, in no time at all. And it's a, it's a very intelligent phone. I was setting up my more more features are coming up and one of them is actually what should the phone do when it gets home and I think it's just quite incredible to be yeah. able to say uh, when I get home what should you do I said it should actually go into sleep mode and maybe the banking apps and etc should actually come off or not, not be at use and when I wake up it kind of picks me ask me how was my sleep and I just <laughs> read the sleep was it good was it bad did I have bad dreams or whatever it is sure. and actually measures the health in terms of what time I slept and what time I woke up well I think it's a bit of cheating that I do there but other, overall it's very nice it's good to use it it's more meaningful and more helpful well this is just this i mean the way that these devices are becoming more useful for things beyond i say making phone calls what i really mean is browsing the internet and sending messages <laughs> because i don't know you every now and then i have to be reminded that my phone can make phone calls it seems so low on the pecking order of things that we actually value in our devices no, absolutely, you know? yeah. similarly when i set up this uh, samsung s10 plus for testing uh, i turned the volume off and my phone has lived on silent since about 2013 uh, and so there was a phone ringing in the office and someone said i think it's yours and I said, oh. <laughs> It can't be, and then realized it was because I realized I don't actually even know what the ringtone sounds like. Yeah, you know, this has just become so secondary. But one of the other things I've been using this device for in literally in the last two weeks uh, that wasn't on offer before was Samsung Pay. Now uh, you guys are adding an ever-growing number of banks to the list of yeah. supported partners. I mean, yeah. is it safe to assume the goal is to have every major and most of the minor South African banks on board? Yes, I think the banks. There's a great partnership between ourselves and the banks uh, on Samsung Pay. Uh, 
FNB has just joined us right now, which we're really excited about. Standard Bank is already there, and I found one of our funding uh banking partners was APSA. Mm. So those are the big three. And we hopefully other banks will be coming on board as well and we'll be announcing them because we almost towards the very end of tying up the loose ends with the two other major banks and that will give us the critical mess that we require. But I think the ecosystem and the synergies between the financial service and ourselves is what you're looking for, where people don't want to carry cash, big amounts of cash, and it's a very easy, safe, convenient way to pay for your for, for your goods and services. And that's why Samsung pay and the banks are too gone for it. It's very, very safe. And because if it wasn't, the banks would not have even considered it. I mean, this is one of the advantages in the South yeah. African market of having such high levels of um, you know, attempted bank fraud and so on. It's, you know, in terms of chip and pin, I mean, we've really been trailblazers in terms of bank security. So yeah. I agree with you. I mean, this is one of the things I found great about the mobile payment services is that if you see one of the big banks behind it, you know, you know that they have vetted it thoroughly because, Frank, this market absolutely forces them to. No, absolutely. And I think also what people want is, you know, at, at first you could say, is it believable that it can be that safe? But when, when you actually start to use it, which I use very, very regularly, mm. as, in mm. fact, it's the only thing that I use in terms of Samsung, um, Samsung Pay uh, for my payments, it's actually very safe. And also most vendors actually receive it and accept it. So I've not been to a place where they say, so we don't accept that. It's actually acceptable in most vendors. Uh, well, right, that's because it's country. got the sort of magnetic stripes, uh, the MST support, as well as the, uh, the NFC uh, tapping in, right? So you can use it on, you, you don't have, the, the merchants don't have to have dedicated hardware, right? Not at all, not at all. And also backed by the banks. If they know that APSA is behind us and in our partner with us, uh, Standard Bank and also APSA and FNB, then you know that actually it gives us a lot of credibility to say it's a safe bank, it's a safe banking tool to use. Absolutely. I mean, there's welcome innovation in, in this market in particular, I think. Uh, I use it all the time, but then of course we love we love mobile payments and stuff. So this <laughs> is this is no surprise. Um, moving on to the other, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit more um, uh, sort of space aged, a little more cutting edge. We were very amused at the S10 launch that you uh, almost upstaged yourselves by beginning the presentation with what has to be one of the most anticipated devices of this year, the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Oh, yeah. Now we got a little bit of hands-on time, uh, you know was a, a closed session, no photos, uh, <laughs> get frisked on the way out. No, not really. You know, you guys weren't that, that bad. But, you know, the actual device was... Uh, pretty incredible you know it felt like uh, the format of the Nokia communicator of old except that instead of opening it up and finding a titchy little keyboard and a crummy screen you open it up to this you know stunning uh, OLED panel um, we do have to wonder though you know looking at the pricing we don't know what the local pricing is going to be yet uh, we know that the global price is just shy of two thousand dollars when you convert that to rands at the current going rates you add the understandable ad valorems and you know all the duties that have to be paid realistically right we're talking about a, a 35 thousand rand device yeah, yeah. is this going to be a very niche device in South Africa? Is this only going to be for first adopters and people who, you know, absolutely have to have the cutting edge? Walk me through who you imagine the, the initial user. Galaxy Fold user and buyer is going to be. Very, very good question. Let, let's start first on what is Samsung trying to do? Samsung is trying to now create and open up what you call a prestige market for handsets. <laughs> open up. Open up, yeah. Open up the fold, right? <laughs> unfold a market for premium uh, we, handsets. Uh, we unfolded the market for premium handsets, but super premium. 
and we call it the prestige market. So who's in that space? There are people who actually don't need a phone, but who can afford to have a second phone. It's not like I don't have a phone, I need a phone. It's a second handset that they have. It's a talking right. piece at a dinner. It's going to be scarce. It won't be available everywhere. But the, the second part of people who actually we're targeting are people who actually got a lot of money, who men, the millionaire next door, people who actually you may not be aware of that who actually have got, who, who like finer things in life, <laughs> right. who likes the good things in life, who are very fashionable. That's who we really be targeting. So those are the two markets. Old money, a lot of wealthy people who just really want a beautiful piece with their hand. But the second part is the people who really like to show off in, in their own subtle way, in their own way. And that's who we're talking to. But the phone at 35000 is not inaccessible to a lot of people in this country as a, as a handset. But the value you get when you open that thing, the, the, the three screens that you look at, when, I mean, you look at from the front, you actually get the screen, you open it, it actually wisened up. And the fact that you can have multiple folders open at the same time. You can watch YouTube or an Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet. We do whatever you want with it. That is really, really what's appealing with the phone. It's just, just. it's not just the fact that it opens up. It's what it does once you've got the screen open. And uh, when it opens, I mean, I've had a chance of looking at it. The way that it clicks and remains straight in your hand, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. It I is. mean, I think, you know, this feels like the really the beginning of a sea change in, in high-end devices. Yeah. And, you know, we've been joking in the office that as much as we're excited about the Samsung Galaxy Fold, what we're really excited about is the Samsung Galaxy Fold Note 5 that we're going to see <laughs> in like five or six years time. Because, you know, realistically, yeah. this tech, as with all things, it's only going to get better, right? It's only going to get slimmer, longer lasting, um, higher resolution displays, Precisely. better cameras. Yeah. And, you know, the mind boggles when you think, what is the this, what, are, what are the possibilities that this kind of device is going to open up in three to five years' time? Yeah. Because what it does, when people thought we've done everything that can be done in terms of smartphones, when you start to launch the Fold, it opens a whole new category, a whole new users, a whole new habit is going to be formed. Absolutely. We actually, even the gamers, we actually we say people are going to surprise on how much they use this phone and how they use it. I believe in the first year, it's going to do very well. But in the second year, it's actually going to be much more available to m- many more people. It's highly aspirational. It's, it's a beautiful piece. Highly aspirational is right. I think uh, we don't know anyone in the office who's seen it who hasn't gone, wow. wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. wow. I, would, yeah. I would really like one yeah. of those. Do we have um, any indication, you know, roughly when we can expect to see it in, in the market? Yes, we can tell you it's going to be on the 6th of May. Oh, well, that's, that's very be, precise very, indeed. Very precise, 6th of May, <laughs> because look at the dates now. Uh, and then I think in, in South Africa, we'll be starting with a teaser on the 20, 28th of April. Okay, and so. is there a chance that, uh, once again, uh, those loyal Samsung fans who pre-order might get a little something with it? Absolutely. We want to surprise and delight of our customers and actually give them value, give them something that makes the phone worth using and also enjoy the ecosystem of having a lot of multiple um, devices, including wearables, with, with, with a handset. Sure. But it's a, it's it's not for the bargain hunter. It's for people <laughs> with very discerning taste and it's a wonderful phone. And, and also remains true to our promise of having handsets that cover the entire spectrum of the African market. Sure, and I mean, now is we've got this sort of super prestige that yes. you know, we're pushing the top end uh, sort of further and further up. But I guess we, we see this too with the sort of the terabyte S10 Plus, right? Yes, They're absolutely. Unmistakably a, a prestige market phone. So uh, perhaps we'll see those people having an S10 Plus in, in one pocket and a Galaxy Fold in the other. And another. And I think we also see this phone as being 
we proposition it as not just as your primary phone. It can be, it absolutely should be. But if you've got another phone, it can be a second hand set. Sure, or, your, or, your, or your tablet replacement. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Because it's now what it's done. It, it has revolutionized the tablet. Well, we are um, earmarking a lot of time to uh, do some in-depth reviews on it when it arrives. As I genuinely think this is, you know, some folding phones are just the most exciting thing to happen in ages. And I think uh, uh, people who say that they find them uh, dull and uninspiring uh, are simply lacking in imagination. No, absolutely. I think we're going to have this conversation again in a few years' time and uh, look back and think, wow, you know, that seemed comparatively... Then it was amazing. Yeah. Now it seems, you know, sort of clunky and rudimentary. But that is just the nature of consumer tech. And I mean, you know, a lot of people when they think of foldable, they still remember the old handset which used to be full. But this is totally different. <laughs> sure, sure, like else. a flip phone. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Something well, else. although then you have to wonder, right? Well, our grandchildren look at folding phones and go, <laughs> oh, "Oh, how quaint!" Right? <laughs> look what they had to carry around, and they still had to charge it. <laughs> but you remember the one of the good things about it, and I, having it held it in my own hands, is that it's not chunky at all. It's not heavy. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, clunky like a brick. It actually fits. Even if you've got small hands, a lady's hand, it fits in quite well with actually quite a very big screen. But when you open it, it gives you the biggest screen you can ever imagine. Uh, well, surprised and delighted seems uh, the perfect way to describe uh, our feelings about the fold. We can't wait to get hands on with it. And in the meantime, uh, we will just keep an eye out and, of course, see what you guys have to offer. Because the only thing we know is uh, Samsung doesn't stand still. No, absolutely. Cambridge, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the next launch event. Thank you so much, Craig.